Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversations collide. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. So last week was uh, pretty gross, wasn't it? A little bit, yeah. It was a pretty gross episode. I've heard (laughs) from several people commenting on just how gross it was, but I think it was a good one. (laughs) No regrets. Um, This week won't be as gross. I can tell you that right off the bat. We, full disclosure, could not think of a topic for today. Now, we have a whole list of topics that we plan on getting to this season. We teased some of them at the end of last week's episode, but none of them felt right for today. Some of them need planning, like a lot of planning that we just didn't have the time for. (laughs) Even the ones that didn't need planning, they just, you know... We weren't feeling it. Listen, I didn't sign up for this podcast specifically to have to plan things. That's true, which (laughs) this is why we have today's topic, because I was sitting in my office, you know, editing my videos. I was working on a a vlog style video today for uh, one of our clients who does uh, off-road modifications for Jeeps. I don't think I should say a client's names on here because... I don't know how much I can say about my job, but (laughs) I'm plugging away at my computer and all of a sudden it hit me. And I say all of a sudden, but mainly it was like in the back of my mind since I woke up this morning, I was like, what the crap are we going to talk about? (laughs) And we did something like this in season two, if you can remember. And by the way, Natalie doesn't know what the topic is which is why I'm stretching a little bit. I want to see if she can guess. We did this topic in season two, and you were in charge of it. Okay. We did Disney hot takes. Oh, boy. Is what it was. That was the episode. This is not necessarily Disney hot takes. I looked up funny hot takes (laughs) or humorous hot takes in Google, and there are some good ones. So I've got a couple lists pulled up, and I think we just go through the list and... There may be some arguments today. I feel like we're going to agree on a lot of these. Some of these we've talked about before through various other discussions, but we're going to get spicy here on the Hit and Run podcast today. And it's going to it's going to get it's going to get hot with the takes. This is hot takes. <laughs> so this first list I take from obsev.com. That's o b s e v.com. This is in their life section. I think this is like an article slash blog website from what I could gather. Hot takes 25 of the most unpopular opinions. And then in parentheses, she has that are 100% right. So this Jen Arbus, who authored this article, is already looking to fight people. I agree with her wholeheartedly on a, several of these, okay. but I will fight her on some of these. So I'm just going to go through the list. Some of them I don't even know, so I'll, I'll just read them. It's like most lists we go through. If we think they're worthy of talking about, we'll talk about them. If not, <laughs> shove, them in the, shove them in the toilet. So number one is something else we've talked about to pretty great length. Cheese. Okay. Uh, cheese isn't that great is the hot take. And this is her explanation. Unless you're willing to drop some real dough on high quality imported brie, the stuff you're picking out of the deli section of the local Vons, which I'm guessing that's the shop where she's from, I've never heard of it before, 
is cheap and gross and tastes like any other shrink-wrapped hunk of cheddar. You only like cheese because it's actually addictive and places like Urban Outfitters makes t-shirts that celebrate it. So the hot take after going through that, her hot take is cheese isn't great. She didn't say cheese is gross. She didn't say it's awful. She just says it isn't great. Now, as somebody with lactose intolerance, I think you agree. And also what we've discussed before. Yeah, I definitely agree. Even before I was lactose intolerant, like I don't think that I've ever loved cheese, like the way some people love cheese, you know? Mm. And I agree that like the fact that people, I venture to say Americans specifically, like are obsessed with cheese and it's not, it's not even good cheese. Like that's, I totally get, agree with her there. Like if you're going to be one of those people who puts cheese on literally everything you eat, it shouldn't be like liquid nacho cheese or like cheese Agreed. from a can. Like if you're going to be that into cheese, and I'm actually thinking of a specific person we both know from college. Um, I'm directing all of these thoughts towards that person. Um, you want to just name drop? No, I don't. But. Well, you have to tell me. I will. Pass the episode <laughs> and then I'll name drop. Okay. I'll name drop down the road for not many people will probably know this person <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but if you're going to be that into cheese, at least buy like real good cheese. No, I agree with that. Get that shitty stadium nacho cheese out of here. I will agree when you get cheese at the deli or like just get the prepackaged cheese at your local grocery store. That can be pretty awful. However, if you get good cheese, this is where I kind of venture off. And I realize that the whole cheese thing is a lot of it is, as we talked about before, a lot of propaganda, government conspiracies, if you will. So I realize that cheese isn't necessarily the most healthy thing for a diet. I will venture off here, though, in that... Yes, she is correct. Not all cheese is great. However, if you do get a good cheese, oh, then it is great. I feel like that's the case with most things, though. Like, if you get a really good version of it, it's probably pretty good, you know? I think there's more good cheeses than not. <laughs> I, and then that's where I, that's where I think I stray from everybody else because I go to a restaurant, right? I'll admit I like mozzarella sticks. Not every time, once in a while. Oh my gosh! I will say real quick, uh, Hillary's birthday was this past weekend, and we went to a steakhouse with her family. And for an appetizer, since it was Hillary's birthday, we're like, you pick the appetizer. She got the mozzarella sticks. I don't know what kind of cheese they had in these mozzarella sticks. <laughs> it was phenomenal. It wasn't stringy. It was like more melty than anything. Oh, so um, mozzarella sticks, I enjoy. Give me a good beer cheese with some pub pretzels. Delicious. I just, I feel the mac and cheese at Charlie's wedding with mm. the little blue cheese chunks. I still talk about this. Ask Hillary. I'll bring it up every once in a while and be like, you know the best mac and cheese I ever had? That was, was at Charlie's wedding. Cheese. 
so freaking and i good. don't i don't even like i don't like blue cheese at all oh i hate blue cheese i don't like blue Except cheese and i don't like in that mac and cheese i don't like feta cheese either which i feel like is a oh, minority yeah. opinion i get that out of here feta. It gorgonzola ruins, it ruins a salad for me yeah gorgonzola too it was we went to the local pizza shop pizzeria tivoli and we got an appetizer and it had gorgonzola on it and i'd never had it before I just knew Gorgonzola was a character on Chowder. And I was like, so I've got to like this. I don't, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> it was gross. But I still, I still stick with my side that I think that is a hot take. It's a wrong take. I think you have more, you more delicious and good and mm, cheeses than not. And I, I get it. I get it. You're not supposed to have cheese with every meal. And I don't. But it's still tasty. Mm-hmm. It's still tasty cheese. So I think this is where we're going to differ. And I'm not obsessed with it either, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's people out there that just love cheese. I'm not one of those people. But I do enjoy cheese most of the time. <laughs> so that's hot take number one. Hot take number two we're staying with the theme of food. This is Neither never a good bacon. place to take us. No, that's usually where we differ. Oh, accidentally clicked on an ad. Here we go. Neither <laughs> is bacon. So essentially this hot take is bacon isn't great. And here's her explanation. Bacon and the entire culture that celebrates it is awful. It's cured meat. There's no reason it should be anywhere near candy, cologne, or interior design. I, actually, I agree with that part. If you love bacon enough to wear it, chances are you're in need of a real hobby. So I think this isn't really an argument of whether bacon is great. I think her hot take is bacon is not something to be obsessed over. Yeah. And I can agree with that. For one, bacon candy is disgusting. Yeah, I think the the point that we've reached where we have bacon flavored everything and like, yeah, like some people like, it's like, and okay, I never want to be one of those people who like shits on someone else for being like having a thing because. Oh no, don't, don't yuck the ums. Everybody's, I'm with you right there. Everybody's thing is different and stupid. Like everyone has a stupid thing and a lot of oh, people have stupid. latched on <laughs> to bacon for some reason and like that's it's whatever i don't care i don't care for it i think that all the weird bacon like candies and chocolate covered bacon i it's all weird to me and i don't particularly like it well for i one, agree with bacon flavoring is gross too like yeah it doesn't taste like bacon it's just like a fake doesn't smoky taste flavor good either right but it's gross too. It seems wrong, but not the good kind of wrong where you're like, ooh, this seems wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like, this seems very wrong and I want to <laughs> take a shower to rinse off all this gross. I kind of agree with her actual statement though, like not her explanation that bacon itself is not that good. I'm not saying I dislike bacon, but I think that it's a lot harder to find and or make like good bacon than people are willing to admit like bacon that you get from i don't know like the diner or like that you make yourself in an oven and it's like the cheap aldi 
bacon, which is the bacon I buy. So like, I shouldn't be shitting on it. I think you're it, just but... buying the wrong bacon then. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like the majority of the bacon that you like maple. buy at the store and make yourself is not that good. Like it's not what we all, you know, wish that bacon was. The bacon that right. is as good as it deserves to be, like that people talk about it like it's the best, like the greatest gift to this earth is like the super thick cut, like really expensive bacon that's like made by someone who knows how to make it. And mm. like that's not that easy to find. I think the vast majority of bacon is incredibly overrated. And when you do find it, the question then becomes, is it worth the price point? Right. Because bacon that good is expensive. Mm-hmm. I also will admit if, which in most cases you do have the option of bacon versus sausage, I'd say a good eight out of 10 times I'm choosing sausage. Yeah. So that kind of shows my love of bacon too, because it's easier to get good sausage. I like the flavor of sausage better and I don't feel as gross after I eat it. Like yeah. when you eat sausage, you're like, okay, I just ate some some good protein, right? When you bacon eat bacon, it's so greasy. And it's so flat that you're like, did I actually eat meat or did I just eat like <laughs> And that's what I'm saying, friedness like so, from the fryer. Like thin and like prepared poorly that it's just you're eating grease that's like got a bacon flavor. Right. And to reiterate, no, we're not saying that bacon is gross. We're just saying it's not that great. Mm-hmm. I agree with that hot take. We on the same page? I think so. Before I move on, as we've discussed, you are having a breakfast bar at your wedding. Mm-hmm. Will bacon be served? I think we will have both bacon and sausage. And will it be good bacon? Because I'm going to judge you now. And everybody who listens to this podcast that's at the wedding is going to judge you. Well, listen, it's... If it's not good, I should say. (laughs) It's not exactly a gourmet caterer. So, like, there's only one bacon option. Like, it's it's the bacon we're going to get. And it's not going to be that great, but it's going to be bacon. Is it going to be, as you said, the gross Aldi? I don't think it'll be that bad. I think it'll be pretty average. It'll be like a Smithfield, like an Oscar Mayer. Yeah. Bob Evans. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. I'll sample both. I'll sample the bacon and the sausage, and I'll (laughs) let you know which is better. Moving on to hot take number three. This one is pretty controversial. I want to see... I want to see your take first. Okay. So I'm going to read this, and then you can tell me what you think. Emotional support animals should not be considered service animals. Let me read that again. Emotional support animals should not be considered service animals. Here's her explanation. It's easy to buy a service certificate off the internet for a few bucks that'll grant you the ability to bring your beloved doggo on the airplane or to the movies or whatever. But 90% of the time, that certificate is complete bullshit. And Bringing an emotional support turtle inside a restaurant is a slap in the face to people who actually need the help of a trained animal. So, before okay. I let you answer real quick, I because I, I'm already observing this after three. She, once you read her explanations, they're very different than just the take. Mm-hmm. So, 
Not to interrupt, you go ahead. I want to see what you have to say. <laughs> so emotional support animals are not service animals. Okay. People like to think that they are and like to treat them that way because as she did kind of say, it's much easier to get I wouldn't even say it's easy to actually have an emotional support animal. It requires a diagnosis from a psychiatrist and it requires like official paperwork and documentation and um, like it, it, it's not actually that easy. What she's talking about is people literally just faking it, which a lot of people do. And it's just it's because like they want to take medical their marijuana dog card. everywhere. And those people I really dislike because it does take away from the people who actually need service animals or um, the animals that actually have been trained to be service animals. It gives them a bad rap because right. they're not a, an emotional support animal has no different training or ability than just an average pet. There's no guarantee that that pet has received. That's what they are. They're a pet. They haven't received any sort of training or certification. Right. Being a service animal, like a trained service dog is incredibly difficult. I mean, training service animals is not easy. Many of them don't end up meeting the qualifications. It's it's not a simple process and it takes a certain type of animal because they have to be different in those situations. They can't just be a, an average pet. So she's just talking about the people who lie and take their right. pets everywhere and then say, I have an emotional support animal. You can't tell me to leave. And that's not true either. Right. I mean, you could take Nezzy or Ellie or I could take any of my cats and call the or get the process and call them emotional support animals. But that doesn't but make not. it legal to take them places. No. And it doesn't entitle you to, and to anything. Still, and they're still the same pets they were. Mm-hmm. whether they're emotional support or not. At the and end of the day, Bear's going to be a little butthead. Right. Nezzy's going to be chewing on her dog bed. And the fact it, is... It just happens. If I did get a diagnosis from a psychiatrist, get the official paperwork and certification to have an emotional support animal, it doesn't change a whole lot in terms of like what you can and can't do. It's more of like giving you the documentation you need to be able to live with that animal in a place that may or may not actually accept pets or things like that. Um, like having access to that pet when you wouldn't normally have that, but it doesn't entitle you to take that pet everywhere you go because, again, it an, an emotional service animal does not require training or anything really that official besides it's all on you. Like, if you have an emotional support animal, that's for your own benefit. It's not like, you know, a a dog that helps someone who's visually impaired and they need that dog to make it through their everyday life or it makes their everyday life easier. Um, that's a totally different situation. And as you were saying, kind of at the beginning, when you were describing how some people go through all the proper channels to get an emotional support animal. Some lie about it. I mean, same as a medical marijuana card. Mm-hmm. How many people that have a medical marijuana card actually need it? Right. I would I would wager to say 
pro and this might be controversial. I would say less than half the people with a medical marijuana card need it. Eh, that seems a lot, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah, I I agree with both the poster and you. Now I don't have a lot of knowledge with either. That's one of the reasons I was letting you take the lead. Um, so we learn stuff on this podcast, <laughs> and you have just taught us. Something more important than bacon and cheese put together. I will say that. So that is not necessarily a hot take, at least among us. For others, I know it would be. There are people in both of our lives that I know would be very angry with that take. Mm -hmm. But we move on. Next hot take. Southern California is not at all a paradise. I have never thought that in my life, except San Diego. My dad spent one winter in San Diego back in the 80s, and he talks about it every goddamn Christmas. <laughs> I, we cannot get through a Christmas without him leaning back in his reclining chair and like, man, you know what's great? Christmas in San Diego. <laughs> Mid-80s, sitting by the pool, and it's like, yeah, dad, and you're the one that moved back to Michigan, so enjoy <laughs> the snow today. <laughs> Other than those stories, I've never seen Southern California as a paradise. I've never been to California in general. The furthest west I've been is Colorado slash New Mexico, mm -hmm. which is states away. I've never even touched California. But let's see what she has to say because she probably has more experience. Balmy, 75 degree weather year round is incredibly boring. Okay, I will disagree with you there freaking live in Minnesota or Michigan or anywhere where you get zero degrees for weeks at a time and then tell me that's boring. I don't care if it's boring. It's nice. It's nice and I want it. That is paradise. Thank you. No one understands how to drive or generally function as a member of society. Lady, that's every city. Every city. And people are self-entitled and mean. Again, every city, although it might be worse in, in Southern California. We do live in the Midwest. They say that the Midwest has very polite people. So I don't know. I don't know. Plus, it costs more to live in Southern California than pretty much anywhere else. And credit card debt is inescapable. Okay, that's, that's the one selling point right there. It's not paradise if you're in debt. True. Now, have you ever been to California? I have not. Okay. Do you wish to go to Southern California or California? Because I want to go to like Northern California. I mean, yeah, I want to go, but I don't know if I want to live there. I've never been there. You wouldn't want the balmy 75 degrees year round? Yeah, I kind of prefer colder weather, so probably not. Yeah, as much as I blasted her, I do like four seasons. However, if I lived in Southern California, I would not complain about that weather year round. <laughs> So I'm just putting it out there. Not really a hot take that we can discuss upon. Any California listeners, specifically in Southern California, sound off. Let us know your thoughts. Don't know if anybody's actually listening in Southern California, but if we do get some listeners, even years down the road, and you stumble upon this episode, <laughs> don't be afraid to hit us up. Let us know what it's like to live in Southern California. Next hot take. First of all, it's a child who looks like he's throwing a temper tantrum. 
uh, snotty nose, red eyes, teared, everything. And the hot take is small children should cost more to travel. Small children should cost more to travel. Going to let that one marinate while I read the description. Once again, I want you to go first. Have you ever had to share a plane with a child aged 2 to 12? It's an actual nightmare. They're restless and loud, and their parents never seem to have full or any control over them. And how is it that they take up more space than three grown adults combined? So that's the description, which tells me she's specifically talking about airplane travel. Mm -hmm. So the hot take is small children, from her description, children below the age of 12 and under. So like kids menu... If you're on the kids' menu, you have to pay more to be in an airplane. That's the hot take. Thoughts? I think she's just being kind of bitchy. Ooh. <laughs> lay it on. Lay it on. Don't hold anything back. I mean, look, I don't have any kids, so... Well, you have an Ellie, which is close enough. <laughs> well, that's that's part of my argument. The first part is... I think she's being bitchy because she's had to ride on a plane with kids, which we all agree sucks, but like they're not fully grown people yet. They don't know how to control their emotions. They don't understand why they're on an airplane. Like, sorry that they're kids. Like you can't, the fact that she's like parents never have control of their kids. Yeah, they don't because they're kids. Like that's just part of having children is they're learning and still becoming people and learning how to act like a person like that's not really their fault the kid or the parents and i think paying more for them is kind of stupid maybe like adult only flights how about that like you can have some flights that you can pay extra for to not have any kids i was just gonna say if there's adult only flights you should have to pay more for it though right or like you can pay you can pay to sit in like a kid-free section of the plane or something like that. I don't know. I think so. She's essentially, being pay bitchy. for first pay for first class if you don't like kids. Right. Essentially, because how many kids are actually in first class <laughs> True. on like a normal flight? But then the yeah, other I thing agree is, with this. I I think that it's not that kids are a problem; it's that people don't give pets enough of a chance if i can make that argument like i think that my dog together would be way more behaved and like manageable on a plane than a child would so why can't i just take my dog on a plane oh so you're going in a complete different direction right now just a thought you're flipping the script (laughs) fair yeah because there's no saying that this small child is going to behave better or worse than a dog. That's how I generally feel about like kids in public. Like I don't have a problem with kids in public because again, they're kids. Like that's just that's part of growing up is like that whole like they're learning how to act. But I think that pets should be welcome in more places in public because kids are allowed in everywhere. 
And so I have two thoughts on that for why pets are not allowed in public or on planes or anything. Number one, allergies. Mm-hmm. I don't think people have actual allergies to kids as much as many people that say that they do. <laughs> it's, it's BS. Um, number two, and I'm not. Listen, I'm very pro pet, and I I'm with you. I wish I could have pets, even though I don't have a dog. I wish dogs were in more public places so I could pet those dogs, right? I've never seen accidental bitings by a child. Now, they happen, but they're not usually newsworthy, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if a dog gets cranky and starts to bite, that could that could cause some damage. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of I I can't say for certain. But I feel like that's the line of thinking behind these decisions is one, allergies, and two, if a dog does get unruly or cranky, it is more dangerous than this crying, pooping three-year-old to my left mm -hmm. that stole the window seat from me. <laughs> and now not only did he steal the window seat from me, but now he smells like poop and I've got a four-hour flight to Dallas. I don't think so. <laughs> I agree with you, though. She needs to get over it. The mm -hmm. author of this article, they're kids. Get over it. And parents, if you have a, if you have a child, you're already paying so much. Mm -hmm. Don't make them pay even more. You think they enjoy that their child's being unruly on this plane? They don't. Give them a break, okay? They don't love the sound of crying children either. But they're stuck with it. And they're doing... For the most part, most parents, I know it might be hard to believe, most parents are doing their best. <laughs> I had one more thought on that, and it's gone. Poof. <laughs> All I can say is that I don't agree with that take. Leave the kids be. Darn, I felt like it was going to be like a real clincher too. <laughs> well, poo. If it comes back to me, I'll say it. But until then, on to the next one. Hot take. Six, I believe. We'll go with six. Six seems like a good number for this. Flavored coffee gets a bad rap. Flavored coffee gets a bad rap. Now, I know you don't drink coffee anymore, but you used to, right? Yeah. Okay, so this we'll go over this one. Because I don't drink coffee unless it tastes like a milkshake or ice cream. So I can give some insight, but I don't think I drink enough coffee or enough real coffee to really contribute to this so this is for you coffee culture is a snobby man this lady must have been having a bad day jen go out for a walk get yourself a bowl of ice cream take a hot bath relax <laughs> the world's not that bad of a place coffee culture is a snobby sort of business these days and somehow flavored coffee got pushed to the bottom of the chain landing somewhere near the dregs served at 7-Eleven. But there's nothing wrong with a cup of French vanilla or Texas pecan, especially, that's right, I said especially. So I'll say it again, especially <laughs> when it saves you from having to add cream and sugar. Remember, the hot take is flavored coffee gets a bad rap. I didn't realize flavored coffee got a bad rap. I was going to say, I don't think I agree with her hot take because I didn't, as far as I know, it doesn't 
Like, I've never oh. met a person who was like, flavored coffee is the worst. You can only drink plain coffee. Oh, my dad only drinks... No, that's a lie. My dad will... He doesn't put a lot in it. He usually drinks it black. But, I but mean, he'll get, like, a French buy, roast like, or, like, a French vanilla. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if it's flavored, yeah. I So, here's my thing with flavored coffee. I actually think... I've never had a flavored coffee that actually tasted like the flavor it was supposed to without adding cream and sugar. Like, I've never right. had, like, a French vanilla coffee, like coffee beans, that actually tasted like French vanilla. I've always had to add things to it to get the flavor that I want. So maybe I've never had good flavored coffee. But that being said, I think I'm giving it a bad rap because I don't, I've never had flavored coffee that was good. But I've never experienced someone saying like flavored coffee is terrible. You can, can only, only drink plain coffee. I mean, if you ask me, if you don't add anything to coffee and you're straight, you're you're drinking straight java juice, you know, straight up black, no cream, no sugar, no water, no well, water, but no anything. I think it tastes like piss or at least what I imagine ta- piss would taste like. Because <laughs> every time I say that to my dad, he's like, how do you know what t- piss tastes like? It's like, well, don't ask. Um, <laughs> that being said, yeah, I feel like flavored coffee I don't know There's anyone wrong who, with it. who thinks that flavored coffee is like bad. Yeah, that has a vendetta against it. Yeah. Like if you don't like it, I I've never like met somebody lady... who doesn't like it, but also like has a crusade against it and is like, oh, get that out of my face. Right. I feel like this lady was just like someone told her, someone told her that her French vanilla coffee wasn't good. And she was like, everyone hates flavored coffee. Yeah, I'd agree with that. She's like, you don't like my French roast that I bought at Starbucks? That was more like the Jimmy Fallon EU sketch. I bet that's what this lady's like. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Maybe she'll listen. Jen, if you're listening, drop us a line. Drop us a line, people, whoever you are. Next hot take. Hot take number seven. ASMR videos are annoying AF, which stands for as fuck. When did these become a thing? One second, the Instagram explore page was filled with terrible maymays and dad jokes. And the next, all there is is slime and soft sounds and people trying desperately based on relaxation responses but mostly slime so the hot take is asmr videos are annoying af i don't know i like them i like certain ones i like certain ones (laughs) now is there such a thing as an asmr podcast i don't know i think i think there are like extended like asmr tracks you can listen to but i don't know i've never been like super into them but like if one comes up on my feet or something i'll watch it like especially yeah, some like of them... the ones that are like cutting sand or like cutting soap yeah. i like those i'm uh, and i don't know if this would count as asmr videos um i'm very much a fan of haircut videos i just find it super i like a good haircut as we discussed i'm 
going to try to go get a haircut <laughs> after this episode. It's relaxing. Don't know if it counts as ASMR. I don't think so. I think ASMR is only the sound. Okay. I don't know that for sure. I don't really know what the exact definition of an ASMR video is. So it'd be like I'd have to watch the haircut video specifically for the sound of having the haircut, I think so. not for. I think the it's for the benefit effect. of like listening to the hair being cut. Okay. Which could huh. be a thing. Like some people might like that. So ASMR is all audio. It's not really visual. Is what I'm hearing from you. I think I so, <laughs> but I don't know that for sure. I could okay. be wrong. I mean. Look. I don't think they're annoying, though. Like, just don't yeah, watch them. Some of them are weird for me. I'm not yucking anybody's yum. Some of them are a little too much for me. I wouldn't call them annoying, though, because there's clearly an audience for them, or mm-hmm. else people wouldn't make them. Again, so, just yeah, they're, don't they're, watch them. They're not annoying, number one. To say they're annoying as fuck, that's, that's a, a lot of unnecessary pent-up anger towards ASMR videos. Like, if you're that mad about ASMR videos, you need to take a chill pill, (laughs) let me tell you. We've been on the same page for most of these, which is a first. Surprising. I think the only thing we've disagreed on so far is the cheese. Let's see, bacon we agreed on, support animals, Southern California, crying kids, coffee, ASMR. We've agreed on all of these things. Now, I think this is going to be the last one we do looking at the time we have. This one we might disagree on. Well, probably not because this is what you're serving at your wedding. Skipping breakfast is perfectly fine and healthy. Actually, we're, we're clearly you're going to say this one because you are much more healthy than I am as far as (laughs) nutrition and making sure you're putting good things in your body. I try to, but I'm not always great at it. I don't always really concentrate. I just kind of look and I'm like, yeah, this seems like it will work, kind (laughs) of. So I'm going to have you take the lead on this one again. Again, the hot take is skipping breakfast is perfectly fine and healthy. And I want to. I want you to concentrate on the her wording here. Fine and healthy. I want to hear her so explanation. Can, Does she, she have yeah. facts? So you can die. Yeah. No. Judging by what she's written so far, <laughs> no. But you can dissect this any way you want when you attack eventually. So here we go. Not everyone requires a whole three solid meals a day thing. And there's no proof that people who eat breakfast are better off than those who don't. While we're at it, this is completely out of left field. While we're at it, turning a bag of popcorn into a meal is okay too, but not necessarily recommended on a regular basis. I'm going to have you go. I will say real quick though, I don't think I don't think anybody would ever recommend popcorn as a meal. No. That's more of a snack. <laughs> Popcorn is a fairly healthy snack, but if if you're using that as a meal and also it sounds like this woman breakfast, does not have healthy eating habits. <laughs> this lady, do you need help? <laughs> um, we can help you if you need it. So, as someone who is actively like 
trying to learn more about nutrition and like how to fuel your body in the right ways and things like that um and as someone who has a lot of like dietary restrictions and um just a lot of problems with eating and food and things like that um I guess the number one thing that I've learned is that not like the same things don't work for everyone so I don't think it's totally out of line to say that for some people not eating breakfast is fine um I don't think that entirely skip first of all the fact that she's like there's no proof that eating breakfast is better for you I don't think that's true I'm sure there are studies out there just saying there's no proof does not make me believe that you have scoured the world's resources for any proof Judging on most of her arguments, I would <laughs> I would almost for certain say she has not. Because I think there are studies that say you should be eating breakfast. But then again, I know that intermittent fasting has become a very popular way of eating. And it's not like it's not horrible for you. For some people, it works really well. Um, everyone's body is different. And so the things that you need in terms of nutrition and eating schedules and things are different. Personally, I'm not a person who can skip breakfast. Um, It doesn't work for me. I need that, especially because I can't drink caffeine anymore. So, like, I need that fuel in the mornings to function. And I also become very grumpy if I don't eat breakfast. Same. Same. (laughs) Um, Robbie needs his life cinnamon cereal. That's been my kick for almost half a year now. Gotta give me that life. So, I think that she's correct that it can be fine um i don't know if she's correct to say that it's healthy because i again it's subjective and also i think that she has absolutely no real basis for the things she's saying she's just defending herself because someone told her that not eating breakfast is a bad thing and she doesn't want to eat breakfast yeah i 100 percent agree with you it was (laughs) the take was fine if she only said fine but and as soon as she threw in healthy, it's like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, the popcorn thing's not good at all. <laughs> I would I would never recommend eating popcorn as a meal. As a snack, it's great. Especially if it's, you know, no butter, just a, a cup of it. That's that's a that's a healthy snack. Popcorn's one not of healthy. the few things I'm I'm allowed to eat. <laughs> oh, see? So you you're more knowledgeable than I am to talk about this. It's a great snack. But would you eat it as a meal? I would be concerned. I'd be very concerned. Also, how it's not very filling. Like, I wouldn't be able to eat a bag of popcorn and then just like be fine. I don't know. I'm someone who like needs to eat constantly. Like, I probably should just be one of those people who like doesn't eat three main meals. I just eat like small portions throughout the day um, because that's like how my body works. Like, I just need to constantly be consuming something because it like keeps me going yeah that was going to be my other point is it no one's saying you have to have a farmer's breakfast every morning right like eat a granola bar yeah that, <laughs> eat a protein bar eat you know a shake small bowl of cereal piece of toast like doesn't not doesn't i agree you don't need it you don't need to eat a meal for breakfast but eat something. Eat something to get the body going in the morning. You know what? The people who are crazy are the people who drink coffee in the morning and don't eat anything. Oh, I could never. Uh, that would destroy me. Coffee itself wrecks me. But like 
the pe- it's it's not the people who just skip breakfast entirely. It's the people who skip breakfast entirely and then drink coffee. I do not drink know like how your four body four cups of coffee. How your body can handle that? Also, well, it doesn't because then they're they're a mess by the afternoon. Right, and also caffeine's not as effective if you don't eat before you drink it. Like, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, like it's it doesn't do as much for you if you don't eat before you consume caffeine. So they're working against themselves. Interesting. Well, we freaking slayed her, didn't we? <laughs> Some of them were good. Some of them were fine until she started talking. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. She just came across as like in a really bad mood. Yeah. Maybe and I get it. Like talking. it's an assignment. It was an assignment for this website that I assume is either her job or freelancing or even you know, it's like this podcast. It's like most forms of entertainment. You're going to, you know, that was her prompt. She's going to lean into it. It's a hot take. She's going to lean into that hot take. So like I said, I'm sure she's a fine person. We're just having fun here, much like she was. We just don't agree with her hot takes at all. And uh, <laughs> if you want to come on the show, we'll we'll go around again. We'll go around again. No, I stand <laughs> by the fact that the kids one was kind of bitchy. That one was, yes. <laughs> that one, I agree. The rest yep. of them were just her opinions, and that's fine, but. <laughs> yeah, don't take it out on the kids. <laughs> kids, are, kids are the future. You know, you know what they say in that song, we are the world, we are the children. If you liked what you heard today, make sure you listen to us on all of your podcast platforms. We are on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We also post the show every Monday morning on our Facebook page. We'll post other things on it once in a while. But like we said, we're a podcast and we just want everybody to listen because we enjoy putting this out for you. We have fun. We hope you guys have fun. So Natalie, what did we learn today? Apparently not much with that big old yawn. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, quitting caffeine is hard. (laughs) We did hot takes and you're yawning. Those it was spicy in here. <laughs> we learned that emotional support animals are not service animals. It's a big difference. We also learned that we don't entirely know what ASMR is, but we think we like it or it's fine at least. And we learned that popcorn is not in fact an entire meal. What else did we learn? We also learned that unless you're getting the expensive stuff, bacon might not necessarily be great. I learned that caffeine isn't as effective on an empty stomach than if you pair it with food. I actually learned that today. Like, Look at me, getting that knowledge. And we learned that apparently Southern California, even though it has great weather year-round, isn't necessarily paradise. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.